Music videos are like a cold drink on a hot day for me. Especially the ones that are built like like little tiny movies. They they have a limited budget, they have a limited runtime, and they are basically advertisements for the songs and for the musicians, so so they are made to be watched over and over again. Because of just my sort of deep affection for them, I have, in my time, watched a lot of music videos. So sometimes when I see a movie or a TV show with similar themes, I instantly think of the music video. This actually happened for me the first time I saw the trailer for the movie Eyes Wide Shut. I saw the trailer and I thought to myself, Hey, they, they decided to make a full-length movie based on that Laura Branigan video with the orgy scene. Which was incorrect. Because the people in the video actually appeared to be enjoying themselves instead of having some weird religious type ceremony at some sort of banal sex conference. Also, there were way too many capes and eyes wide shut. It's always avoid people in capes. You don't know why they're hiding underneath the capes. Worse, they could be, you know, magicians. This is Bittersweet Ramblings, and I was wrong. Eyes Wide Shut was not based on the music video for Self Control by Laura Branigan. The people in the music video seem to be having fun. When I was growing up, we did not have access to a lot of music. We finally got cable for a short period of time, and we would stay up late to watch music videos on night tracks on WTBS. Yes, it, it was when it was actually called WTBS instead of TBS. MTV was not in the budget for us. At that time, Laura Branigan had a music video for her song, Self Control, that was considered to be too racy to play on MTV. Because MTV had lots of standards and stuff, and kids watched it. And really, all that MTV was concerned about was protecting children from seeing anything risque, as they have continued to prove to this day. Luckily, Night Tracks had no such qualms about showing the video. As long as it kept us busy, my parents would pretty much let us watch anything. If they actually took the initiative to turn something off and tell us to find something else to do, it was something that was horribly inappropriate. Like the time my mom rented Working Girls instead of Working Girl? Turns out there's a huge difference between those two movies. And although this was a video that could be very confusing for a preteen who grew up very sheltered in a small rural village, it was determined by them to not be horribly inappropriate. Or more likely, they didn't bother watching it. The self-control video is, is one that's really stuck with me through the years, and I'd always been trying to figure out why. Why? why it stuck with me so much throughout the years. And I finally broke down and, and went to go look up who directed the music video. And it turned out that this video was directed by William Friedkin, who was known for also directing uh, movies like The French Connection, To Live and Die in LA, 
and of course the exorcist so let me just let me just break down this video for you a little bit to start with since this is like you know a sexy kind of video a good way to start is with a red screen transitioning to a dark silhouette of a man wearing a white mask to a flower to a Cupid doll with one eye that is half closed wearing a black lace nightgown, which is not at all ominous. I think it's pretty obvious where the problem stems from, because what kind of twisted adult would keep a Cupid doll in their bedroom just staring at you while you were sleeping, especially one with one eye that doesn't work quite right, dressed in a lacy nightie. So the singer is lying on a chaise lounge, just waking up from a nap. Her partner is lying in the bed, face down, just sprawled out across the entire bed, dead to the world. She's stuck in a chaise lounge in the bedroom because he has taken up the entire bed. She gets up, she walks over to the window and looks across a river at the city in the same way that I would look at a chocolate caramel cupcake, you can see she's she's just enchanted by it. So she has a choice between going back to the chaise lounge or going to the city. And I think it's pretty clear which uh, option she's going to choose. So she she's in a robe. And of course, to do her makeup, she changes into about four inch heels and a sweater dress just to put on the makeup, as you do. And by put on her makeup, I mean she sweeps a hand across her face and magically she has full 80s makeup on, which sounds like a brilliant magic trick until someone in full black swan makeup just appears in the mirror next to her, which is where it becomes less of a great magic trick and more of a spell gone horribly, horribly awry. And she doesn't look surprised that this stranger, again, in full black swan makeup, just appeared in the mirror next to her. And, and looks a little bit pleased to see her as well. Next, uh, she sort of switches over to the chaise lounge where she's brushing her hair. And then all of a sudden, she's holding a hand mirror and black swan lady is brushing her hair for her. This to me is a clear sign that she should have just taken off when she saw the black swan lady in the mirror the first time and left her sleeping partner in the bed to deal with, you know, mirror lady. But uh, apparently she doesn't mind strangers appearing in mirrors and then manifesting themselves next to her. So then we move to what is definitely a real street and what is definitely a real city and definitely not a soundstage. The singer is walking down the middle of the street as three children run past her in the middle of the night. They look about eight to ten years old. Now, today this might be considered to be weird, but the 80s was like, fuck it, I have crap to do. Kids be home in time for bed. Other things you see in the street include a guy getting out of the driver's seat and then opening the back door to let his date out of the car. A guy and a girl leaning against a car dressed entirely in black except for the wedding veil that she's wearing. Because, so the singer walks past a large black store window and when she turns her back to the window, the black curtain slides to the side and it reveals a couple of naked mannequins sort of 
flying towards and reaching out to each other. Now, I'm not saying I'm the greatest judge of window dressing, but I have seen the movie Mannequin, and I feel qualified enough to say that I don't think that this is appropriately marketing the store's wares, unless it's a mannequin outlet. As this uh, scene appears behind her, she is staring at a guy rolling up in a car from about the 30s. He turns to her, and he is wearing a hat, a trench coat, and a full face mask. This mask, which is white, even covers his ears to avoid ear identification. He stares at her a bit, and then he drives off. I'm going to be honest, there's... I think a lot of symbolism in this video and I will be researching none of it because I don't feel like it. But whenever you see the guy in the mask, you see arrows and one-way signs and usually flashes of the color red. So I'm sure that means something. Also, the mask has really small eye holes and he is driving in the dark. so. Yeah, he sounds like a really safe driver. I'm kind of wondering where those kids wandered off to right now. <laughs> so the next scene is a gambling table where they are using the huge dice, the kind that you would win at a carnival. So that tells you that there is some serious gambling going on. That is the last time you see the gambling table. And it moves to a nightclub where the singer is dancing with people and Everybody at this nightclub seems to genuinely be having a good time. Everyone is sort of included in the fun and it doesn't seem to have a weird vibe. So can she just enjoy herself? No. No, of course she can't. Because Mask Guy is there staring at her until she finally turns around to look at him. Still completely covered so you can't see any part of him except the eyes through the mask, screwing up her good time. He's like an ex who broke up with you and you're still a little bit hung up on him, but you're trying to move on, but they keep showing up wherever they know you'll be just to keep screwing with you. Oh, and as a bonus, behind Mask Guy, there's a batch of white mask hanging behind him, like a bundle of grapes, because there are not enough porcelain nightmare generators in this video. She stares at him like, an actor in one of those really schlocky horror movies pretending to be mesmerized with like her head tilted back and her mouth slightly agape and her eyes widened. Widened to the point where she looks like she's going to be trying to put in eye drops. So he turns and walks quickly down a black hallway with a red neon arrow and, and he fades into a door. And she follows and touches a door and then with a bit of really bad 80s style special effects, the door like rotates in and she's on a staircase. And she looks downstairs down to what is apparently Orgy Town for all of your orgy fun times. There's tons of silver crepe paper on the floor and scaffolding all over and more fucking mannequins. So many mannequins, just parts of mannequins. Like, is there a mannequin fetish? I'm pretty sure there is, but I've got enough crap floating in my head and I really don't need to look it up. So this orgy scene, the one I very mistakenly thought would be the basis for Eyes Wide Shut, opens on a bunch of uh, dancers 
wearing pastel leotards and grinding on each other and waving their arms around. They are all wearing face masks, have painted faces, or just have scarves wrapped around their faces. And then you have a few who are actually wearing masks on the backs of their heads to add to the aura of mystery so that you can't tell what their hair looks like, I guess. I think that dancers with scarves wrapped around their heads showed up late for makeup. So the makeup crew said, screw it, grabbed some of the sheer material hanging on the wall and just wrapped it around their faces. It's a good lesson. Show up on time or we're going to wrap a scarf over your face for the rest of the shoot. Now, coming from a small town, I was very confused about the number of masks that people wore in cities for a night on the town. For a while, I was convinced that nightlife in the city was a lot more like Mardi Gras or Carnival than it ended up being. This belief was reinforced by several TV shows at that time because masquerade balls were a big thing on TV for a while. What this led to was me greatly overestimating the number of masks I was going to need to invest in when I moved to a city. Unless I'm just hanging out with the wrong crowds. Is there like a masquerade ball crowd out there someplace? Or is that just, you know, a pompous theater crowd? Or, or is it magicians? If it's magicians, I'm out. Back to the video, there are several quick cuts of the, you know, sexy times. In one of the first ones you will see, there is a dancer wearing a mask on the back of her head in a clawfoot tub getting hot and heavy with a mannequin which is wrapped in cellophane. And there is a large wicker basket of apples next to the tub. Just to repeat that for you, in this warehouse, on a platform built with scaffolding is a clawfoot tub and in this clawfoot tub is a dancer getting it on with a mannequin covered in cellophane with a single light bulb overhead and a mirror hanging behind the tub and a very large basket of apples next to the tub which I can appreciate they wanted everyone to have access to healthy snacks this this isn't just an orgy of people, it's an orgy of people thoughtful enough to bring in apples for people to snack on, instead of just, you know, sitting around figuring out whose leg they were going to hump. Another couple, no mannequins involved this time, are getting it on on a locker room bench with a leopard print basket on it, and a huge mirrored wall behind him so everybody can watch. And then there is a threesome involving two people and a cello. Kind of wonder what say the, the cello had in it. And hindsight being 2020, I now understand why I would consistently question how cellists are with their instruments. There are a lot of people, you know, rolling on the floor, which makes sense because the silver paper on the floor looks pretty slick, so they might have been trying to avoid falling on their faces. And in the middle of all of this, you know, orgy stuff is the white mask guy who is still wearing the trench coat, the black hat, the full face mask, and of course, bright red gloves. He reaches his hand out to the singer to invite her into the fray. So she steps down and starts walking around with that, you know, zombified look on her face, arm in arm with the mask guy. The camera follows them past a bunch of people feeling each other up 
and looking at her and each other, except for one dude who just looks dead straight in the camera as soon as he is in the shot and never looks away. And then all of those dancers get into a large group and start closing in on her. Because nothing makes you feel more comfortable than 10 or so people getting in a group in mass and walking towards you with their arms reaching out. It's super welcoming. It is just super welcoming. So she bolts down a hallway where hands reach out from the walls and just start trying to grab her. You know, their method of requesting that you stay is a little different than just asking. And what happens if those hands catch her? Okay, I, I understand if hands suddenly appear out of your walls and start reaching to grab you, you, you probably don't want them to catch you and would prefer to leave. But if you didn't, what would happen? Would you get dragged in the wall? Would they like shake your hand? Would they drag you to a different room? Like a cool room? And it's the best thing that happened that night? She makes it home. She opens the door to her bedroom. But the orgy people found a way to follow her. And people from the orgy room just start appearing in her bedroom along with the mannequins. Because we just can't leave the creep dolls back at the warehouse. And where is her partner when all of this is going on? Oh, look. He's still sprawled out across the bed. The entire bed. Still fucking sleeping. People and mannequins appear all over the bedroom, just wandering about, and he's still lying there like a slug. About five dancers come up to her and start, like, rubbing their hands on her. And they change her outfit to this white satiny robe. And there's Maskai, walking towards her. Shirtless, no longer wearing the trench coat. But don't worry, he kept on his gloves, his pants, and his mask. So, Maskai walks towards her grabs the back of her head and pulls her down onto the chase and then pulls back her robe, still wearing the mask. Because nothing sounds better than a hard plastic mask being shoved in your face. That's romance. All of the orgy people are leaning against a brick wall and against each other, just watching what's going down intently like, like it's movie night. Then it uh, flashes to the next morning where she is sleeping on the floor and the orgy crew is all up and they all start disappearing like a wandering pack of magicians. So she gets up from the floor. She manages to carve out a tiny space on the bed next to the partner who is still sleeping. And then Sleeping Beauty finally stirs from his slumber and turns to her and he is wearing the same white mask as the magician boy who just disappeared. I... I can't actually tell if it's supposed to be the same guy or not. Maybe she's just really into guys wearing white masks. Probably has like drawers of them stockpiled. And then of course we get to the closing shot, which is the Cupid doll. Except this time the nighty on the Cupid doll is open all the way down the front and Cupid doll has a face covered with messed up makeup. Don't worry. The eye is still fucked up and it's just staring blankly because, of course, this video ends with a fucked up looking doll. That sums up a video I watched many, many times when I was about 9 or 10 years old. 
which might have been a bit young for the video. But I have to say, it still left a lot more to the imagination than Working Girls did. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and have a good night.